Hit it. Boom. Yeah. Live. Here we are. Live and direct. Oh, now I'm supposed to go? Yeah, welcome to the Dylan Malitsky counseling session. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the Matt O'Keefe, Chief Keefe show. <laughs> so tell us how you really feel. Oh, oh. man, no, no, no. Hey, guys, welcome to another edition of the Loud and Live Sports Podcast. We're joined by someone very, very, very special indeed. 100%. Who do we yes. have? Yeah. <laughs> Guido up? Trinidad, founder, creator of Wadapalooza. Owner of Peak 360. Former CrossFit Games athlete. Games athlete, masters, and regular. And now sports. Dad. What else? Oh, yeah. Husband. Dad, Dad husband. I like it. Let's see. What else? Man, you get, I feel like you got a lot. Of, you wear a lot of hats. That's good. That's good we enough. We stop now. there. Summer. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure more will come up along, yeah. along the ride. But it's um, been a little while since, since I've been on, too. I know, you know Matt took the podcast actually on the road, did it in Europe, had it in Europe for how, probably three episodes. I, I No, it's going to be like. Five or six. I mean, I I don't I haven't. Re- we, Dylan and I do work together. I promise you. So we do get to catch up, but we haven't talked about it. But yeah, I think we did like five or six. We did three at Sid. Uh, Anthony lost one. Real good job. Nice. But Tia without without Dylan. No, I was out. No. So we did a we did a podcast with Tia. It was magical. And then uh, Anthony fucked the whole thing up and it, it disappeared. And you you kept him. You know, yeah. He's still he's right here. Forgiveness. One. One strike, you're out. That, I thought that was a rule. But yeah, we, we did. Uh, we did <laughs> like, guys are getting soft, bro. We did like <laughs> six of them over there. They'll they'll be rolling out. I think Shane's is dropping um, while we're here at Wadapalooza, but it was a blast. We were we were initially intent on doing it all here in Miami. Okay. Um, and then we realized that, you know, it's it's hard. There's not a lot of people that live here that, you know, if we want the content, we got to kind of go to the people. So Dylan sent me on a road trip for two weeks to go to the people. <laughs> like that you're like a missionary but this is a special one because obviously we're here in uh the middle of the home of wadapalooza for the last now going on nine years in bayfront park in downtown miami in the blistering sun as the build is ongoing here uh it's wednesday so one day away from the the official start of wadapalooza thursday's day one four-day weekend and guido again is the founder and I've, i've worked very closely with you for years man and uh just really happy to be on with you and get to chat about I feel like I want to hug you right now. I want to kiss you. We already hugged this morning. We (laughs) saw each other. But no, I'm really stoked to be here with you guys right now. And you too, Anthony, even though I see you more often. He can get in. Bring it in. Yeah. Oh, he's still here that. (laughs) Camera time. There he is. No, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm stoked. Awesome. We we appreciate you being here. I think it's, um, you know, I I don't know. Let's talk about Wadapalooza to start a little bit. You know, like what's... um, Tell us how it started. I mean, I think that I think a lot of people know the story. It's been out there, but like, I want to hear it from your from your scope. Like, how how did, how did how this, this all happen? How 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 born Wadapalooza? Yeah, it was just you know that was like magic. We just opened up a bottle and <laughs> exploded, and here we are. <laughs> Seems like that now. I mean, there, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to um, to make a long story short, I want to say what was it? Uh, it was like summer of two thousand and eleven. Uh, was approached with an opportunity to come and and basically run some CrossFit classes here, and came out here and observed, you know, the situation. And all I was hearing was, "No, you can't put a rig up. No, you can't leave a container here. No, 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 no." So it was like, "Well, okay, we can't really do what you brought us here to do. Otherwise, it'd just kind of be a boot camp, and that's not what we really wanted to do." So then we started to look at, "Okay, well, what other options are there to do here?" And um, they mentioned, well, we run a lot of events, you know, we run Ultra, we have uh, Ironman, things of that nature. So, you know, the seed was, was planted right there in that moment. And we said, all right, let's, let's try this. And, um, you know, obviously the, the vision at the moment, you know, I would be lying if I said it was this. Uh, but it was definitely, you know, let's do something really cool where we can leverage um, Miami as a city, being outdoors and all the relationships that we have and, and whatnot. So... So, yeah, it was born. It was actually at the top of the hill. I'll never forget, like, having the discussion and looking down and being like, oh, we can run an event here. This, this would be magical. Mm-hmm. So, um, so fast forward, you know, <laughs> struggled to uh, find a date. You know, the original date was supposed to be on Independence Day. Thank God. <laughs> right? Oh, for, for it's hot today. Imagine. Yeah. Oh, no. Imagine I'm sweating that. now. This is February. <laughs> 
And yeah, so the timing the timing w- was was something that probably wasn't well thought out in the beginning, and we just kept pushing it out and pushing it pushing it along, and eventually we landed on January. And when we picked that, we we're like, oh, there's actually a pretty good decision. The weather seems to be more pleasant this time of year. Yeah. Um, so that worked out, and then the whole name thing was. I'm always big, you know, pretty intentional about names and, and really wanting to put some meaning and thought behind it. So that was something that we struggled with for a while. And I remember my wife and I driving down from an event in South Carolina, a CrossFit event. And we're like, we're not, we're not going back home until we have a name. So uh, came up with, with Wadapalooza. And, and yeah, man, just kind of started very grassroots, um, <laughs> to be quite honest, not knowing what the heck we were doing. And every year just failing a lot and uh, having a lot of fun doing it and learning from our mistakes and just doing it you know, with a lot of passion, always wanting to get better, um, not necessarily with the intention of getting bigger. I'll share just a quick story and then, and then um, you know, turn it over to you guys. But... The bigger portion was was something that was almost by default, right? Like we had, I think the first year we actually promoted it through like, you know, Facebook when Facebook was kind of just uh, starting to become a thing in 2011 and reached out to some friends and local box owners and whatnot. And the following year, you know, we, we didn't have this whole registration thing dialed in. So I think we put what we thought we put a, a limit. I don't even think that we thought we needed to put a limit. In our heads, we're like, oh, we're going to limit it to 300. You know, we did 150 this year. We'll double. We'll go to 300. And all of a sudden, we had like 550 people register. And we were like, dude, what are we doing? And like, are you sure? Is this number right? And, you know, we had to think about, you know, do we give the money back? (laughs) Because when they register, like the money's transferred. We said, "Mm, I don't think so. I think we can figure it out. So we figured (laughs) it out on the fly. Um, but yeah, every year just grew, you know, almost, almost a hundred percent, you know, if not more until we, uh, realized, okay, well we need to cap it at some point. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, uh, a short, I guess you could say chapter one, two, and three out of probably a, a a 10 page chapter, a 10 page book so far. You know, Dylan has, um, obviously I've tried to really learn the history. History is really important to me and to us, um. You know, and he, it, it's fun. It's been fun to hear the stories about milestones. Like he talked about, like the first brand. You guys got like a sponsorship, and he was like, "You guys were like, we made it." You know, <laughs> was that, it was Innovate? Who no, it wasn't Innovate. It was the Footworks. Footworks, the local Footworks that sold Innovates at the time. Yeah, was they the were like brand. right there in the middle. They paid, I think, a thousand dollars. I remember when I got the check, I was like, ah, "We made it." It's crazy. Because all the other, I think there were like three other sponsors, and they were free. They were not free, but barter. Yeah, you know, like all right, you'll do our T-shirts, and we'll let you have a booth, and. Yeah, that was that was that was our big break right there. I think that's important for people to hear about this because there's a lot. I mean, this thing's a freight train out of all of our control in, in a really good way, right? And um, I think it's important for people to hear that this was 150 people in a park, you know, just having fun. It was really about what you set this up as, you know, you know, the pillars of of this event and. Um, fitness community in life right so i just i i always love to go back to that and we talk about it a lot internally because i think it's like you know we get caught up in the i mean there's 2700 athletes there's a thousand volunteers there'll probably be forty five thousand people running through this property this weekend yeah so uh, but that stuff is when it was probably like the coolest right? <laughs> you guys didn't do it because of this you know and and what, what when when this thing was like started to roll like a massive snowball down tina hills right what were you thinking as it was like, you know, I can't, I've been coming here in many different capacities. I think for, this is probably my fifth or sixth year. I'll have to look at what, I think it's the sixth, but what were you thinking? Like all of a sudden thousands of people were ascending here from 50 countries. Like, what? like, yeah, no, that was super flattering. Um, you know, the weekend of, you're not really thinking a whole lot. You try to be as present as possible but you're really just like in operation mode and just like putting out fires and directing traffic so to speak and trying to organize the chaos essentially and, and make everyone happy and and have everyone have you know the most amazing experience of their life that that that's the goal that weekend but uh you know leading up you know you just you dream big man and and sometimes i'm, I'm pretty ambitious so sometimes the dream was a little bigger than what we could handle and in terms of just uh you know infrastructure from from personnel wise and just you know you just you learn a lot you know on the fly um we were forced to but yeah i mean when 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 we saw we started you know looking at where people were coming from and it, it like we almost didn't realize that we had uh, that much of a of an influence outside of just miami you know 
when I think when we launched the online qualifier and, and people wanted to start coming from, from outside of the States, that was like, oh, we're, we're an international brand. Like people know about us and care about us more than just here in, in, in Florida and in the Southeast and in the U.S. I think it was little by little, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's super. I, I, one of the things that I personally loved the most, like throughout the event, was like meeting all these people. It's like, who are you people that are coming from so far away to come and do a CrossFit? Don't you have one in your city or in your, <laughs> in your country? But, you know, and then I had to ask myself, you know, like, what, what are we doing that's so special? And how do we like now become more intentional about that? Right. Because sometimes you're just, you know, if you're a good friend, well, you're a good friend because that's just who you are. But now you want to be a better friend and you start thinking about, well, what are the what are the things that I bring to the table as a friend? And why why do people like me as a friend and, and how can I level that up? And that's basically what we did. It was like, oh, we we're, we're a fun brand. That's what people were coming here for. Like they wanted to have fun. OK, how do we make it more fun? How do we make this about fun? You know, a lot of the games athletes that were coming were saying, man, I, I actually enjoy you know, competing here more in the game sometimes because it's less stressful, but we still get, you know, um, tested well and, and it's more of a laid back environment. So okay, how do we capitalize on that and make mm. that part of our, our core values and our brand? So it certainly has exuded that for sure. I think that we still have the big names, as you mentioned, 2,700 athletes competing and we've continued to grow. But like you said, we've really reached a max capacity. So we're still seeking to do those exact things. Uh, it's just now a matter of we're not trying to bring necessarily more people into the competition, but how do we continue to enhance that exp that experience with really limited real estate? So it's become more of a puzzle. Um, and so like this year, for example, what we're doing right now, this is only the start of a, a weekend full of, um, we have a Waza Experience live stage. We'll be welcoming subject matter experts, not just subject matter experts, but, but folks that cover our sport and give them the opportunity to podcast live, amplified sound out to the crowd, think college game day. We're always trying to crack that puzzle, but you were always exceptionally good at that. That was sort of your expertise on the team. And uh, it's Thanks, fun. Buddy. It's fun having been part of it since year one as a, as a judge and seeing it grow to what it is now. And uh, yeah, man, it's your brainchild and, and the mission that you set forth, and we're just trying to do it all justice. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't take all that credit. I mean... You know, one, one person's brain is, is limited, right? But I think we, we had a great team, you know, and, and you were an integral part of that. And, and you, uh, you know, <laughs> you, I don't need to tell you, but his work ethic is, is, is unparalleled. You know, there's, there's not many people that I've met that have your work ethic. And, um, and then buy-in as well, you know. So it's people sometimes will, are willing to work really hard, but they need to believe in what they're working for and towards. And... Um, and you were all in, you know, you still are. Um, but, you know, looking back, you know, even some of the discussions that we have, you know, most recently, right, is we realize the power of just having a conversation like this. Because mm -hmm. you can get in your own head and you're just limited to that. But when you share it and then you bounce it back and then what we create here as two people, as three, you know, is, uh, is even more significant and more powerful. And I think I look back at, I always relate like the, the year three, for me was like we were teenagers right we were starting to like become like the cool kids and the cool event and and as teenagers i remember personally at least looking at myself in the mirror quite a bit and not to see what my what i look like but more like who are you and what are you about what do you want to be about and i think we I, we reached that like identity crisis almost and like okay like what are we about because we're getting pulled in a lot of directions hey you guys should do this and we should do that and there's so many ideas you know, but you can only really do few and if you want to do them well and, and uh, you know, you don't want to be about everything. You want to be about a few things. And uh, so it really forced us to kind of do what most companies do in the beginning when they first start is like, all right, what are our core values? What's our mission? I think we did that in year three. And then every year after that was just kind of building up and everything that we wanted to do was like, all right, you know, is it in line with this? Oh, well, we say we're Wadapalooza. What does that mean? We're a festival. Are we really? What do festivals do? They celebrate. What are we celebrating? How do we celebrate that? Okay, so we want to do, you know, we want to create an experience. Personally, for me, like as an athlete, right? So we want to look at all four parties, um, athlete, volunteer, sponsor, and, um, and spectator. And how do we make this a, an awesome experience for all, for all four people? And you guys have done a you know an amazing job in continuing to take that vision from where it was and and evolve it and and just continue to make it better and better so that's why i'm excited to to be here with you guys yeah it's um <clears throat> we dylan can attest to this we talk so much internally and i that's why i'm really excited to spend more time with you and and um 
you know, and, and work closer with you moving forward is, is uh, we just, we talk a lot about how you thought when you built this, right? And like really feeling a high sense of responsibility at stewarding that um, because it's not ours. Um, I, and I believe it wasn't, it's not anybody's at this yeah. point. It's the communities, yeah. you know? Um, and so it's, you know, it's not about anybody, you know, it's about those four pillars, right? And it's like, you know, so we talk, and it's so good to hear that from you because we talk about those four all the time and, uh, you know, in that celebration and, uh, you know, so to you, you, you've inspired the hell out of me in my involvement in this and you've been a big part of, you know, you were last year, you know, it's, I think it's really interesting. Um, I don't even know if Dylan knows this, but I stood on the deck and I was like, eh, a little roughed up on exhaustion and chaos and the emotion and personalities. And I, I called Guido and I was, you know, we were talking about something else, which was you addressing the crowd. And he like took on a, like a little fatherly role. I think he probably like smelled it on the phone and he was like, you're going to be okay, buddy. Like lead <laughs> and you know, stay present and it literally defined my weekend and it's changed my experience with this whole show that I'm involved in now, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you set the tone last year for, I know for the two of us for sure. And I know everybody that was here, you gave a real, you know, ballsy, you know, start to the weekend speech and, and, um, you know, kept the ball rolling for Wadapalooza and, um, you know, and your piece of it too. It was, um, it was emotional. It's really cool. I'm getting emotional. Yeah. No, but it was. It's uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm like weaving all over, but it's um, you know, you you play, and your vision plays a big role in how we have done everything in the last two years, with or without your day to day on it, right? Yeah. You know. No, man. I'm really honored to be honest. It, it, to be in the position that, that that I'm in right now and um, and support, right? I've been supporting kind of from a distance and and now we'll be, you know, working a little bit more intentionally uh, in a supporting role and I'm excited about that. And, you know, let's be honest, like last year was, was uh, you know, for me, a little bit of an emotional and, and, and tough year, right? Um, in in not being as involved and, um, and I just, you know, there was a lot of emotion there. So coming to the event and and being here was was really like the pinnacle though and i felt like it was it was the turning of of a page in a new chapter and i was asked often um even by you guys you guys were extremely kind uh in 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 just like wanting to ensure that my emotions and, and that i was just in a good place and you know you didn't push me to do that you know you gave me an opportunity and and i had to ask myself i was like you know you said it best a couple of seconds ago here is like, this is, no, this is no one's event, you know, like, yes, on paper, right? Loud and Life Sports owns the event. Sure, I've, I founded it, what have you, but, but this event was created for a reason and for a certain group of people, and that's being stewarded well. And so when I was asked to, you know, hey, if you want to speak and address, I said, is the message that I have in my heart the same as it was in, in 2011? Does it still exist? Is it still there? And it's like, hell yeah. 100% then share it um, so I was you know I'm really honored to be able to share it it still exists in my heart I want to still continue to to spread that love that passion of, of unity and give people perspective as to like why this sport exists and how to like what's what's the best way to approach this sport because you know I've been fortunate to be competing for for quite some time in this sport and it's really served me well but I could also see how it could you hurt people you know if they don't if they don't you know really kind of take care of this of this gift um, and yeah, man, it's just, it's just bringing everyone together and having a, a memorable and, and fun weekend. So that was not, and I'll, 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 I'll close with this, you know, bittersweet at all. It was all sweet. It was all, there was nothing bitter. I had an, I, I had an intention and it was to share my heart and, and share my passion and my vision and, and really unify people and get people just to be mentally and, and, and spiritually, emotionally in the same place. And, uh, and like, hey, we're going to set this event to sail for the weekend and let's all get on the same boat and we're going in the same direction. So, yeah, there was, there was nothing bitter about that. It was all sweet and I'm looking forward to doing it again and again and again and again. And totally. yeah, man, it's going to be great. That was, um, it's fun. It's good to hear that. I don't think we've ever had like a closing conversation on what, you, you know, how that was for you. I, you know, I know we've talked about how great it was and celebrated it, but it's good to hear that how sweet that was for you. Cause it was so damn sweet for us. Like we, 
because of the, what you're saying, the message. Like we don't. Like I can't deliver that message. I we talk about this all the time. It's like you're gonna talk. You're gonna talk, and I'm like, nah, nah, nah Guido's gonna talk. <laughs> but really, I mean, right? No, but he like I said he embodies the message, and uh, I don't. I don't think we've deviated from it, despite maybe not having him as as involved in a, in a granular level, but I think having him involved will keep us on that track and make sure that the boat continues in the right direction. But yeah, man, nobody speaks more eloquently than Guido does about what this event means to the community and uh, what it was in intended to represent. So Thank you, bro. I mean, we all have different gifts, right? So I'm just, I'm just here to, you know, really use mine and give back. You have yours, which are extremely special. You have yours as well. They're very special. Not so special. <laughs> <laughs> They're like special Special. Special. <laughs> We've been joking about that recently. <laughs> Honestly, the you know I'm so, I, I I love doing these now because I've learned enough to like I love to observe like and hear you know people's stories and like I'm looking at the two of you and it's like damn you guys have done a lot together yeah. in in um you know because his MCing career started here because you guys forced him coaching. to do it you co coaching let's talk about that can we please yeah take let's the do spotlight it. off of me and and talk about we this is this this guy's. The man, we all know it, got a great voice, work ethic, heart of gold. But Dylan came in with a shirt and shorts that were way too big for him and, and these sliders before sliders were cool. Uh, weighing, weighing about a buck yeah. 40. We're like, hey, my buddy Noah signed up. I want, I want in. <laughs> came in. I was like, damn, this kid's got an engine. He's got pretty bad mobility, but he's got an engine. And uh, he stuck <laughs> around. He's like, I can't really pay for a membership. I was like, grab that broom and that sweet, man. And, Taking and, the trash out. <laughs> take the trash out. He did. Always always was willing to go above and beyond. Same. It doesn't matter if it's peak, if it's waterpalooza, whatever it is. His, his, the gifts that he has were, were, were expressed everywhere he goes so when he came into peak that was that was the deal he wanted to coach he he paid his dues he uh i, I believe he could still walk into the building and, and coach his butt off and i want and, to and, by the way put it really. on record i want to <laughs> so um so yeah he he embodied all the core values like immediately bought in um and then you know as we're i think it was year two um you know i, I was i was an mc and year one not knowing what the heck i'm doing screaming for volunteers in the crowd so year two we're like all right like we, we kind of got to run this event and we can't be announcing everything so why don't we why don't, who can we bring on board and i believe it was my wife at least she wants to take the credit for it uh, which we'll give it to her she came up and said hey what if dylan would do it she must have seen something in you i don't think you had a, an mc uh, background before then but we called you up right in that moment I, I was coaching a class i think or i just got done a class and i remember being in the gym receiving the call and i was like going over the warm-up and i saw the call i remember receiving it i remember exactly where i was standing yeah and um and you said no at first no no i think i said it was so far out from the event you guys were in pre-planning mode like three months before and at the time the year before i had judged and uh, and I'm you know do you want do you want to MC and I just got into the groove of coaching I was building my confidence yeah. I was very nervous public speaker before you gave me the opportunity to coach but you actually more didn't push me you just said hey do you want to get your L one and kind of develop from there but um yeah that call in that moment I was in the middle of a class and it was three months before you guys were all on the phone together on speaker yeah, yeah, like yeah. you want to MC so it's kind of on the spot but at the time I'm like yeah sure not really knowing what I was saying yes to <laughs> so yeah then. Fast forward, whatever, however many months later, we're, we're at the event and we were, he was at Bayside, I'll never forget. And, um, and I just, I, I actually, you know, still we're, we're tag teaming a little bit. So I was like, all right, here, your turn, you go play. And as I walk away, I just hear this guy's voice. I'm like, hold on, who, who is that? And you just like morphed into a different person. You like became the superstar MC. It's like it's this is alter ego. It's like what the heck? Who is this guy? So I was like, this guy's good. I started calling people. I was like, yo, come check out Dylan. Forget the forget the athletes. This guy's the real <laughs> deal. And then yeah, that that just took off. You went to regionals and yeah, games that same year. Same year, did you were like rookie the of the year, bro? Southeast regionals, twenty third. That was the year you went to the no no no, 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 I missed twenty twelve. You went 2012, 2013. Yeah. Yeah, 2012, me and No met you at the game. We want to talk more about your athletic background, too. But, uh, yeah, 2013 was the first year, and I had volunteered at Southeast Regionals, and I forewent my spot on the peak team. Wow. And I remember doing it, and then the, I'm going to be getting an email from from somebody from HQ, and they're like, yeah, so you're going to be the MC assistant. You're going to be providing with the heat sheets and the coffee. And I called, I called Lou at the time, who kind of hooked up the deal, and he's like, I don't know, man. I guess you're SOL. <laughs> I show up there, and I did get a chance out on the floor, and I remember as I was leaving – 
Johnny Mac pulled me over and was like, "Hey, man, I, uh, you know, I just want to let you know, Justin Berg asked for your asked for your phone number. He may be calling you." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I'm not gonna get my hopes up." But thank you. Driving home and a weird number calls, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to go on the road to regional South Central next weekend?" Nice. From there, the next weekend, Mid Atlantic. It was like three days before regionals each week that I would be asked to go to another one, and then I MC the games. And this guy got called off the bench, throws touchdown pass. That was 13. 2012, Guido competed. 2013. Was the year that I MC. Yeah. 2014 was when me, you, and Noah competed at regionals. And I mean, I, I think, I mean, and th- this isn't, to, I'm not puffing your tires here, but, like, there is nobody better. There's no better voice. Yeah. And there's nobody better, like, calling the action. Sorry, the Larry. Floor. Sorry, guys. I love we all love those. Guys. They're all personal friends. They're all yeah, going to be all here. Really good. Yeah. But somebody has to be the best. They'd probably agree if they had, like, I, a, you know, uh, a vote with, with, amongst themselves. I don't know. I, I have my personal favorites of, of that crew that, uh, you know, there's some really, really talented guys and girls, and, and I and I love doing it, but I do think some of them, you know, I think it's also you guys have an affinity towards me. I feel like you guys are both no, my big brothers, you know? But, but that, and I also see it from the athlete's perspective. For a long time, you know, that was my games experience. I've never competed. I've, you know, I've never spectated it. I've always been on Matt's coaching band. So that's the only way I've ever done the CrossFit games. And I know from his perspective and others, like, when Dylan says, and I always joke with him because I'll do it in the office and I'll say, and here we go. <laughs> and, but that's how he'll start workouts. Like, that charges those guys up. Yeah. Like, you have a piece in their, like, their hearts. And their experience. And their, For exactly. Sure. I'm trying, by the way, we're going to say this now. So now this will be, like, people will see this after, so you're going to have to fulfill. Dylan is calling a workout this week. Yeah. yeah. All Maybe right. somewhere. Oh, All as right. long as I can call. Other events throughout the year. <laughs> well, I need you to did, commit to that. Man. No, I did. I'm, I'm going to be emceeing yeah. the Mac and a few others, yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 Full-time he, official, well, loud d- and live MC. We retired Dylan from the games this year because we had so much going on at the games. Um, and, <laughs> un, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, it, it was we broadcast in Spanish. And, you know, you know because you've worked with Dylan. Like, I mean, how could we do that without Dylan being, you know, in charge and, and involved in that? And so, unfortunately, the sacrifice was that he had to sit in the, the box and watch. <laughs> and I know, I mean, Still you, you know Dylan. That. We know him probably equally as well. I could now. do both. I could do both. I, that's exactly what I, I said. Do both. I have the mic well, in one hand. All right, call you know, change the camera, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. <laughs> I know how there was the, the, the like. Exactly. That was the pushback. And exactly. I was like. Dude, we know how this is going to go. I'm not going to see you the whole weekend. He's like, nah, I promise. I know I can do this. <laughs> Dude, those were, with the apple, you know, and I say like like he's my son, but the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because I'm like, oh, we can do it all. Yeah, come on. Whoa, th- that's it. You're only going to MC and, and, and do like, you know, hosting a, a show? <laughs> why, why, don't, why can't you compete too? Oh, <laughs> my God. Wonderful. Now you I have two of you to deal with, oh, with this. Yeah, man. No, man. So good. But wait, let me, let me just bring it full circle and just recap on on just the evolution of the relationship real quick is you know started being more than just an MC, working part-time then eventually full-time and um, i think we both not just helped grow this event and 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 you know give to the community but not only did we grow in our relationship as as friends but i think we just we also grew as humans right and as people and and um, yeah, definitely. You said earlier, you know, you guys are like my big brothers, and and I definitely felt that. And even you know, if we're fully transparent, but it heads quite a bit like we, we were brothers, we you know, did. and straight up like, you know, like I'm pissed, and you know, little arguments here and there, and um, but we we learn so much from each other. We we just you know we, we just we respect each other so much 100%. in terms of our work ethic and 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 our own skill set and. And I think trust was always there, you know, even though, you know, I, I learned for, for quite some time that like, oh, okay, I didn't realize I'm a micromanager. Okay, why am I like that? Right? But, and it wasn't lack of trust. It was just my own flaws and just wanting to control things and not let go. And Dylan thinks you know, that's a disease. You can, you, can call, <laughs> no, no, you can call it flaws, but it's, you know, it's your attention to detail and it's very hard to sometimes take what's in your head and impart it to somebody else. It's just, I'll be honest, I, I've inherited a lot of those similar characteristics probably because we worked so closely together and I'm working through them as well just yeah. as, as much as anybody but it's because we have such a minute attention to perfection and wanting to be as and, and want everything to be as great as possible and not wanting to take the foot off the gas in any one area so yeah um, your blessing can become your curse right yeah. you have this high level of excellence and uh, you know the details are really important but you know that can also get carried away 100% what I've learned is you know is really developing other leaders you know, and trusting and letting them fail forward, letting them make the mistakes that they're going to make and coming back and circling back and 
It's good so. to remember. That's a good. That's a really good thing to remember, especially every year you come back to this, and it's like you know, there's new faces. And yeah. You know, it's you know, there are other ways to do things sometimes. You know, uh, I have to remember that on a daily basis. We talk about it. You know, it's it, it is interesting. I you know, we do that. We have the same relationship, by the way. Like it, in. Um, Means I have I haven't changed I haven't developed <laughs> no, 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 no no it's no, like, no it's just, it's just that like we and I I have to remind him sometimes that it's okay like if you're that close I think it's it speaks to how strong our relationships are because we are able to be raw and get you know get after it a little every once in a while and say hey man that that shit doesn't work with me you yeah. know and in him the both same ways with me, yeah both you know? ways it's like. I don't ever, like, early on, I think he was like, oh, God, you know, and I'm like, dude, this is like, I'm fine. This is normal. Like, we we spend way too much time together, right, you know, and you've done it. Look you at, even more, like, you were working dude, out. Coaching. coaching everything. Training, it was everything. Yeah, it was like, we were, yeah. I mean, he, he was he my boyfriend out. for a little bit. Too. Well, I did, but like seriously, your, family, your families are tight. Like you have dinner together, you yeah. hang out with the kids. Dude. Like you guys, are, yeah. There's family. a lot. There's a lot there. You know, what's important. And well, first of all, I wanted to say, I really also enjoy seeing your growth and development, and not necessarily being, you know, as closely tied in. I think it's also been beneficial for our friendship too. To Hundred percent, very honest. Um, but just seeing you become a leader of others as well. Um, it's, it's really a cool thing. And then you got you had always spoken highly of Matt to me, um, and never, you know, I'd known him in passing. We'd share some conversations and and, and things like that. But uh, it's cool to see your guys' dynamic. And you had always, you know, uh, made the relation to like, hey, I have a, a similar relationship with you as I have with Matt. And so it's cool to see that now live in front and be part of it as well. It's like three brothers. Yeah. There we go, baby. <laughs> Speaking of that, and to, to bring that all full circle too with you, Guido, I can say for sure that, you know, I always say that the sport of CrossFit is when the community of CrossFit is what kind of developed me into the man I am. As I'm sure you guys have stories as to really the sport and community has probably brought you guys to new levels. Our careers revolve around it. Um, a lot of our personal relationships were born from the sport, but really Wadapalooza and Peak, if I really break it down and peel back some of the layers are the reason why I feel like I am the man I am today and I still have a long way to go, but I can certainly attribute much of it to, to the development that you invested in me over the last freaking now nine years. 2011 is when I walked into Peak, which I'm really grateful, man. Um, we're, 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 um, feelings are mutual, by the way. Sorry, I didn't want to cut that yeah, off. Come on, man. We we're going to hug, hug right now. <laughs> um, a question. So you're still, you still call yourself an athlete. So yeah, that's where I wanted to go with yeah, like We all are, bro. Forever athletes. Questionable what do you mean competitor or athlete? They're kind of two different things. There you go. Yeah. I like that. I like no. that. You know, I was saying that yesterday. I did a podcast two days ago. I was like, you know, we... You know, you run a competition or you run an event. Like, we run an event, right? Like, this is an event. Yeah. You know, or, you know, competition's what happens on the floor. Competition's so you got, in the event. Yeah, you got competitors and athletes. All right, I'll call myself an athlete. I'm yeah, going to compete against each other this yeah, weekend. So you're though, a right? competitor, too, then. Uh -oh. You're just not a competitor in training. By the way, they're, like, let's talk. This is Wednesday. I'm guaranteeing one thing. That I will have rhabdo on Saturday. No, oh, <laughs> do you know the word? Have you heard the? Have you heard the workouts already? Yeah, yeah, I studied them. I already have my strategy. <laughs> so Guido is going to participate in the gauntlet, which gauntlet. something I'm like super proud of I'm with excited. with this whole thing. That not only that the gauntlet is taking on a life of its own, but that you're you're going to get on the floor. Is that going to be the first time you get on the floor at Waza? I know you've no, done like not. a heat, uh, right? I snuck into a heat a while back. I think, uh, yeah. That was I stuck into a heat ago. two years ago. I said it was the first time I think ever that everything was running so smooth that I felt like I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> I was like, "Are you serious?" And then, so the bag was uh, shaped a little differently than we had anticipated, so it was making it a little bit more difficult to lift. So I was like, "This, you know, people are struggling a little more than than I anticipated, you know, because it's not it wasn't the same bag." So I was like, "All right, so everything's under control." This bag thing, people are kind of complaining about it. I'm going to go out there and see if I can hang in this workout. So, so yeah, it was an open lane and uh, hopped in, and um, that was fun. I got no repped one time, and what then the I almost broke my foot next time. <laughs> I was going to say, that wasn't that the next and day it was, you were on a cart? I really wanted to, to have the experience for multiple reasons, and, you know, one of them was for my family. The other was for the community. 
Um, and then the other was personally just like swimming at night. Like every time we tested the workouts, I'm like scared out of my oh, life. Oh, you swam, but weren't you there? I was on the pad on the paddleboard. I was on a paddleboard in the middle of the night, and, and I'm like, tell swimming. me there's no sharks. Tell me there's no sharks. <laughs> Everything's gonna scared be okay. Everything's mind. gonna be okay. But I wanted. I've always been a big believer that you got to drink your own Kool Aid. You got to drink your own poison, right? Like if I'm gonna like make that. people swim there in the middle of the night, like I got to be willing to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So that was one of them. And then, but it's obviously a little different when you have lights and people watching and lifeguards and whatnot so i wanted that experience i thought it was something that would be cool as long as i wasn't taken away from anyone else's experience so yeah but i almost i swore i broke my foot so basically i lifted up this i don't know what felt like an 800 pound bag that was shaped like a worm and uh threw it over my shoulder and my 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 heel was still lifted off the ground and it landed like right in the back of my heel my shoe and my ankle i literally felt it pop and I just kind of hung around there for like, oh, I want to say like 10 seconds. And I was like, I broke my foot. There's no way you that finished. this is happening. And my daughter was right there. And she looked at me and she goes, let's go, dad. She was like four at the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got I to I pick up this damn bag. Yeah. So I think just the adrenaline, I was able to, to pick up the bag, finish the rest of the, the um, whatever it was, shoulder over the Dude. bag over the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Fun. Got the first experience. So yeah. What, what, what were we talking about? Oh, so competitor. Talked about competitors, yeah. just going back, gauntlet this weekend. I believe we're all competitors. If you if you if you train CrossFit, we're competitors. We're just are we in training? Is our intention to to beat other people and, and are we training like what, what's the purpose behind the competition? You know, I, I really believe that as CrossFitters we're all competing. I like to compete against myself, but doing it with other people pushes me a little bit more. Sometimes yep. a lot bit more. You know? More fun, but yeah, I'm not a competitor in training anymore. That, <clears throat> that's well, for sure. Tell us about that though. So, I think when I first got to peak, that was when you were in your your prime from a competitor perspective and what you were training to compete in, which was the CrossFit Games. I know. I want to even circle back prior to that. Could you tell us a little bit about your athletic background for those? I know it pretty well, but for those that don't know, sort of your background in sports and then how you were introduced to CrossFit and then what those several years after as you started to get into it a little bit more. I was an underwater way. basket weaving all American. <laughs> Uh, as a freshman, a new Olympic sport, (laughs) new Olympic sport. I did it all, man. You know, what's funny is I I feel like I played every sport, but I never like really played every sport. Like growing up, we played everything in, in, in the, in the neighborhood. But the only sport that I ever played like officially was football. Um, that's a dying, that's a dying art form now. I'll tell you that I have kids that are in new sports that does not happen anymore. Well, even in the neighborhood, I used to do the same. Yeah, You created sports. How many sports did you invent when you were a kid? Oh man. My favorite one was just the ball. Just me and the ball against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Catch it. Um, so, so yeah, no, I played football though, since I was nine organized football, um, only three concussions. Um, really think three or four. Okay. So yeah, my wife likes to blame a lot of. A lot of uh, you know things on Explains that. Explains a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least the work. I, when 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 a lot of the members ask, like, why did why did you write that workout? And I was like, it was either my wife and I were in a fight, or it was all the concussions that I had. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I played football as a kid, um, and played linebacker and running back. But linebacker was really my my main position, um, undersized, which I actually felt like was an advantage. And uh, and yeah, so I played in little league, played in high school. Played in college and then played uh, a year uh, professionally in Europe as well. So in Spain, you win two it, years actually. Did you win a national championship? Or they just were in the national championship? No, so in college we, we, we won some uh, conference championships, one in particular. And then we were like, you know, top four. We went to like what we call the final four. Uh, we were NAIA. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yeah, in Spain we won a, a national championship. Yeah. And then your team, your university's team, this past season. Or oh, that's right. Yeah, they they were runners up. They went yeah. to the national championship. I know game. you went to the game. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really fun to watch them. Uh, basically, that was the best you. year that they've ever had. Are you so, still connected cool. to the team? You still is the same coach there? Anyone? Same coaches, man. No. When I, when I was there, they were twenty five years in. Oh wow. So that's you know. Well, they're, now they're years like later, fifty years like in, right? 30, <laughs> exactly. 30 something. Yeah, not right? quite that old. <laughs> it's crazy. The guy, the guy, the guy. Uh, his name is uh, Wilcox, and then Gartenmeier is the defensive coordinator. I think I think he was born in the school, and like he, he could never <laughs> he leave. Never, he's he's never dead. left. He's got an, an anklet on. It's, it's something, man. There it's are you hear a lot of that in sports. Like there's, um, I mean, you you know, it's a dying another thing that's dying. But like there's coaches 
that coached at universities for 50 years. You know, yep. the guy at Grambling was there for what, 60 years? You know, yeah. Like you just know where, where people's values are. You know, I, I mean, Loyalty. that guy for sure could have been a you know D1 coach. Robinson, I think, is his you name. Know? Yeah, legend. Oh, the guy at Grambling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. I mean, I, I became the man that I am. Uh, in large part because a lot of the coaches, but specifically there, there was a growth spurt there that I didn't experience anywhere else. They were all about developing character. You know, you show up and what, what allured me there was definitely not the town, um, but was more so just, you know, the staff and the coaching staff and what they were about and they were about winning. But what, what they don't tell you, you know, when they're recruiting you as a, as a kid is that the, like, what they really want you to win at is life. And they were you know, always working on developing our character. I remember, like, we were supposed to have defensive meetings, and I was like, you know, I was an X's and O's nerd. I really wanted to study the game, and it's kind of like a coach on the field. And we'd be in, in the room, and he's like, X's and O's. You guys, if you don't know this shit by now, you don't know it. We're going to talk about character. And just, like, for an hour, just drilling us and doing, he, he was always, he was kind of like a, a, a Midwestern, Tony Robbins, I feel, or just like, yeah, he just put, he always had some creative way of, of helping build camaraderie. And I believe in large part in any organization, in a business, football team, whatever, in a family, like the, the relationships um, that, that you have, you know, the, the, the chemistry that you have, um, if you consider yourselves like family, that, that you guys can, you know, that you can achieve levels of success that, that, that maybe not as skilled or talented players or teams can can achieve because you have that and we had that you know we had that in college and I've, I've been fortunate to have that in a lot of the teams and I try to bring that to any organization yeah, that I'm a part sports. of. It definitely transcends sports it happened in, in this organization with a lot of live I'm sure at the gym and your coaching staff yeah. I feel it I feel it for sure I mean speaking beyond now football when did you get introduced when did you call up you know call it quits on your playing days in football in Europe uh, and then find the sport of fitness is that was that kind of the next step for you well yeah not not intentionally i think you know you call that a transition right like when did you hang up the cleats and then almost like there was also a defining moment when i felt like i hung up like my competitor uh hat so to speak um in crossfit as well so transitions i've, I've always felt very comfortable with um and that was i hung up the the cleats so to speak my last game was the championship game at, in barcelona and I just knew it was time to move on. I've, I've always just wanted to, you know, feel like we all have a purpose here. And I felt like my purpose was bigger than just playing football. Uh, that was an experience that I had to be able to like, just, you know, visit the world, make new friends and things of that nature. So when I came back, um, you know, I always wanted to start my own business. I just wasn't sure exactly what. But I took on a job at sales, started doing some elevators, uh, maintenance contracts. Not, not really much of a corporate guy as, as I'm, you know, uh, abiding by very specific rules is not uh, something that uh, was natural for me. So, uh, you know, as, although I, I generated good revenue for the company, but there was a lot of tension there. So that engagement lasted about 18 months. And, um, and I started my personal training career and just, you know, had a vision that I wanted to give back to athletes. I, I, I was five foot seven, 180 pounds. So there wasn't, there, 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 it, as a as a middle linebacker, there had to be something that I was that 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 I was doing that that led me to be successful on the field, and I felt like a lot of it was training. So I said, "Man, maybe if I can train people to train the way I train, then I can help them be successful at, at their sport." So I went in to train other athletes, and I started to go down that path. And as I started to develop as a coach and as a trainer, I found CrossFit, and. Um, I found CrossFit through Mike Osuna at I Am CrossFit. We both went to the same high school. He's like 80 years older than me. And uh, so... <laughs> so he, lo he looks it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's he's he in good shape. Young, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he invited me out. He, I was actually running a boot camp, so he kind of wanted me to work for him, but then also wanted me to try out this whole CrossFit thing. So we engaged in a, in a business relationship where I was running my boot camp classes, but then at the same time, it, I wanted to be there more because I was practicing CrossFit now and I felt like I had only been like a year and a half or two years remote from competing in football and I was like oh this this is a thing you know and I remember him kind of like back then Instagram I don't think was even a thing so I didn't have a way of really following it but he kept saying like hey look up YouTube videos on this guy Josh Everett like you're gonna beat him when you can beat him like this is his time on this workout and um, so he'd egg me on and he'd push me a little bit and 
So eventually I just, you know, we separated our ways and, and I started my own thing or just basically stopped focusing so much on athletes and realized like the boot camp that I had, people wanted to train really hard. Um, just as I think, to be honest, I, I realized that the athletes that had like way more talent and gifts in, in, in their sport weren't really as uh, devoted to their training. I thought that was really ironic. I, I, was, I was kind of like turned off by that. But yet the everyday athlete, the, the moms and dads and just guys that, that wanted to do boot camps were like willing to throw down and push really hard. So that was that became more motivating. I started to put a lot of my energy and focus into that. So my first um, regional was one that you just kind of showed up and that was in 2009. And that was fun. And, and that that was my first competition. And that was where I felt like, OK, I think I can be good at this. I, I DNF'd in two workouts, you did? <laughs> but I was like, I think I could be good at this. <laughs> yeah, there was one workout that gave me hope. By the way, fo using straps, football players, if you're a football player for some reason you're watching this, don't don't use straps. For, for, for pull-ups. For, for anything. Yeah. You just don't work on oh, your, you grip your grip strength. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're an Olympic lifter and it's part of your deal, then I get it. But just it ruined, it stunted my growth in, in CrossFit, it took me so long to develop. That was one of the things that took me the longest was develop grip endurance. So I remember like I DNF the rope climb workout. I did I did horrible in like a pull up workout because I just couldn't hold on. I had the fitness, but I didn't have the grip endurance. Um, but anyways, it was a I was doing so poorly. It was like 150 competitors, and I was like, God, I feel like 50th, and just have high standards for myself. And I was like, this is not where I thought I would be at the end of the weekend. But so the last workout came out, and it was on a Sunday, and. Um, I, w I was considering not even showing up. So they posted the workout that morning, and I looked at it, and it had overhead squats. And I always knew that I was a little better at overhead squats because I had good good mobility, and um, it, was, it was a movement that I excelled in. So I was like, I'm showing up. So I showed up, and it was a chipper, and, and I finished, I think, like third or fourth in the actual workout out of like 150. And that's what, like, drove me to, like, all right, I'm going to train really hard next year and every this year. This was regionals, pushing. right? Yeah, regionals 2009. Nine. Okay, so it wasn't, they didn't have sectionals. Sectionals was 2000. Sectionals okay. was 2010, which yeah. lasted one year. Yeah. So I showed up to that and, and then qualified for regionals that year, which is which was Rich's first year. Uh, he was, was down 2010. in the Southeast that year, yeah. Yeah. He was in the Southeast. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then every year after that, until I qualified, was really just one workout that I kept <clears throat> You're always so close. Me back. I remember yeah. that. Being a fan of the sport, I do remember watching that from afar. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Cool. That's been cool, man. It's been crazy to watch the evolution of the sport. And to be, you know, if you think about it, right, like we're still in the, in the infancy stage. So Which much. is exciting. So that, much that's what excites me. Yeah, it's crazy. There is... Uh, I, you know, I think people do need to always remember that. Like, the, all the change that's going on, like, change is necessary for growth, you know. Um, and uh, you look at any sport historically, you know, the NFL was the AFL, the NHL was something different, and tennis looked way different, golf didn't have a tour. Like, there's, I mean, it's why, it's just like, you know, it's so, in the uh, most uh, immediate, you know, it's so hard to see that. You know, because it's like, oh, wow, this looks so different. It's hard to it's hard to understand that, but I have a lot of confidence that this is just very necessary for how this evolves. Absolutely. Know, you know? Yeah, and then also, like, instead of sitting back and, and just being acted upon is also take initiative and, you know, where the sport can, can go. Yep. You know, because it is still a baby, right? It's It's not like the NBA where, like, well-established or tennis or golf that's just been around and and even those sports are getting creative and thinking outside the box in terms of their structure if you look at nascar it, i mean it wasn't too long ago where golf you know brought in uh with the Ryder cup fedex fedex cup fedex cup excuse yep. me fedex yeah. cup 100 i use that analogy all the time because look that is a multi-billion dollar successful sport industry and it changed you know and it's like look at so uh, soccer is probably the most relatable globally football soccer um you know in europe right now they're talking about building a super league nothing is broken in europe right now like they're making billions yeah. of dollars and they're gonna make a super league where they're gonna you know instead of the champions league they're gonna try to make a super league to, you know they're, they're yeah they're, they're always renewing innovating they're always trying to yep always staying ahead of the curve but like even even like the nba all-star game just happened they changed the structure the scoring structure they're always yeah. tweaking i watched things. that by the way that's the first like i haven't watched it in years oh. and i just watched it because of obviously kobe's death and i wanted to sort of see what that looked like and the game was awesome i think yeah, yeah. i think the nba is one of the the most 
forward-thinking leagues out there. Yep. And, not, and not not so much in changing their game, but changing the way that they are are developing and engaging with fans. Yeah. They're, they're killing it, and the, and if you if you look at you know a lot of these apps that are out there now like Overtime and things like that, the way that they're engaging with the youth, and and getting the youth involved in in, in the sport, and it's a global sport. I would say it's probably second to to soccer. Yeah, you, you, you might know? be right about that. Yeah, baseball's yeah. close. Yeah, but yeah. Chi- I mean China's crazy about basketball. Some of those, yeah, I mean, there's a billion and a half people in China. A lot of people yeah. don't realize what that, that's a big market. It's a whole other, it's like another <laughs> yeah, planet. Miami have a basketball planet. team. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're doing pretty good, man. They're like fourth in the East. Wait. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a, a, I'm a, a LeBron fan. still there? <laughs> I'm a Celtics fan. LeBron and Dwayne are gone. Who, 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 the Heat who? We should go they to the are doing tonight. really good well tonight. Tomorrow, uh, Saturday night, they retired D-Wade's number. Here. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I always had a vision. Maybe we, I'm just throwing it out there. Let's do it. That, because, like, you know, they're in season. This would be almost impossible. But imagine if we had, like, a slam dunk contest. Oh, yeah. Uh, Waterpalooza. Sick. Trust me. I'm all about it. Right? How Dude, cool lower the rim a little so that, it, like, it's practical. But not with us. The yeah. guys that are five. No, but even the elite. Yeah. With, with Elijah oh, Muhammad, maybe. Oh, he'd win. No, I mean, like, the Heat guys. Oh, you mean, oh, like, bring the yeah. players? Yeah. Like, event one of Waterpalooza. Yeah. Let's do it. Event Exhibition. number one. Make that happen, will you? Come Come on, why don't we do event one of Waterpalooza? Slam dunk contest. Compare our athletes. But they to they they have to do like eighty deadlifts, fifty wall balls, and <laughs> then Ch- rent the ball. Changes the game. <laughs> that would How be funny. that would be really cool. Honestly, that'd be really cool. It's in our backyard. Spectator stuff. Yeah, what? I mean they're right there, right? Yeah, we can go to them if not. We've talked about using American <laughs> Airlines Arena in the past for an event, right? I mean, we when you when we Ray were Allen together. was sitting in the stands. Not so long ago, a couple years ago, yeah. Oh, we've had some celebrities come through too. Who do we have? We had Rick Ross come one year. Yeah, that's. I remember that year. Rick Ross, Ray. I did not know Ray Allen came. That's interesting. Ray we Allen. Had some NFL Ross. players come recently. Anyone else notable? Oh, wait, we had um, the Shark, one of the guys from the Shark. That's right. The guy with the good hair. Yeah, what is uh, his name? Mr. Ro- Rob. Mr. No. Mr. Wonderful. Robert Urshavek. Robert. Three. Who that's else? He was with he Dan was, Marino. He had invested Dan in Marino. that company. Um, oh, the grips. Natural Grips. Yeah, Natural Grips. We're out of business. They close. They close. They close. Oh, yeah, those are good people. She, yeah, I, I, it's funny. I, I wanted. I, I genuinely love the girl that, uh, that owned um, Natural Grips, and I was trying to figure out where she was at. She works for Amazon now, I believe. Okay. But yeah, they, uh, they must have closed, closed down or whatever. He just mentioned Fallout Boy drummer. Ah, uh, uh, he's, he's good. He competed. Adam um, Hurley. Hurley, there it is. Uh, Dan Andy Mar- Hurley, Andy. Andy. Dan, Dan Marino's coming back this year. He is? Is he really? Yeah. Another appearance he was here last year? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. On behalf of Clover, their presenting partner of Waza Strong. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, he'll be over doing an appearance over there during the Strongman. Also, we had any other big names? Uh, Connor McGovern from the... the, the Connor Bron- McGregor? Connor McGovern oh, okay, from okay. the Broncos oh, okay, has okay. come. Apparently, there's some coming this year. Who knows? It's great. You know what? It's funny. Uh, Should do like a celebrity workout. We want to for right? the gauntlet. Like non-crossfitters. No, let, let them do the workout. gauntlet, man. Let them do like a oh, beginner version of the gauntlet. Dive. <laughs> 10 hour? Come on, put them in the test. Policy is good. We, we, something. A little sled put. I don't know. Something. We were talking um, in... Somebody described this. Ah, we were in a meeting in LA like a month ago, and somebody described this as the NBA All-Star Weekend of fitness. Mm, I and like that. Sounds like, all like, right. Oh, cool. You know, because at least from a CrossFit perspective, like you look like... If people don't compete, they come. You know, like Matt's hanging out, Katrin, Annie. Like, those guys yeah. are all coming to just chill. So it's – um, I like that analogy, though. Do you like that analogy? I do. I do. It's For sure. Like, yeah. More laid back, right? Less less pressure, although there's still a pl- you know plenty of a prize it person was, line. It was definitely the never intended who. to be the Super Bowl. That's for sure. We leave that to the CrossFit Yeah, games. I would agree. Yep. But uh, we wanted it to be an experience for it to be really fun, highly competitive, you know, and something that helps continue to professionalize the sport, which you guys, by the way, have done really well in, in stewarding that vision. And, and, and look, let, let's be honest, like, you guys don't have to up the prize purse. True. Like, right? There isn't anyone that's saying you have to do that. No. And I, I don't know, I'm not a, a computer, uh, competitor athlete, but I can't imagine that already being one of the, the, the leaders in the sport that's offering the most money to continue to, to, to raise the bar. And we always did that. You know, when, yeah. when I was around, we were like, nope, we got to continue to push it. We got we to be, be the leaders and, and demonstrate that, you know, that we want to grow this, you know, and we want to truly provide professional opportunities. And, um, you know, it's really refreshing, you know, you know to, to watch that continue to grow because again you guys we, don't have to we feel like we get to do that right like yeah. we talk about this it's, it's like we don't have to do anything we yeah. do really we get to do that and uh 
That's super important to us. It's good to hear that from you. It's um, we're proud of that, man. Like, hey, man, five thousand dollars year one. It's, it's that was that was big. <laughs> that was, was about all we had in the by account. The way, there's still <laughs> there's still events today, even sanctioned, that give less than that. It's so it started off as yeah. a little bit of an of an arms race, right? Like we were trying, from what I recall, we were trying to distinguish ourselves from the other events. We yep. wanted to emerge as as the leaders in the space outside of the CrossFit Games, and then it came to a point where we were the leaders, and we continued to up it and continued to up it and continued to up it. Now we're doing it across all five events have significant prize purses for. You know what? I I do remember clearly uh, a time where it was, and I can say it because they're not around anymore. Good guys. OC Throwdown and yep. us were like the ones who were offering the most money outside of the games. And it was like this, like... <laughs> An arms race, You know, race, who's got yeah. the bigger... Yeah, right? Like, oh, we're, you know, we're offering this much and we're offering that much. And, and then I said, hey, let's not play that. Let's not promote at all. You know, like we're going to state what we're offering, but we're not like promoting that we're proud of it or that it's the biggest or the best or just like this is the, this is the number and that's it. And, and if it's and if it's a little less, if it's a little more, whatever, it is what it is. But, like, our value that we bring to the community is more than just the money that we're offering. And if that's, like, the only thing that we're hanging our hat on and, like, banging our chest and being prideful of, then that's it's not in line with our core values. Right. You know? So, um, uh, yeah, that was, that was a defining moment where, like, what are we doing? We're entering in this, like, little banter competition that's not, that wasn't healthy, I felt. We felt it. Like, you know, after last year, certainly it was, you know, great year for attendance we felt like we just feel a responsibility to that group i mean we're yeah. an athlete first business That's, as an agency you know so it stopped being an arms race it was still all about continuing to provide professional opportunities revenue generating opportunities for athletes which help feed the entire ecosystem athletes brands fans of the sport continuing to feed that cycle it does what, yeah you guys are doing what, that what's well. um what's what's next like are you excited about this weekend? I'm day by day, bro. I hear now, you. <laughs> now, what's next? I am very excited about this weekend. Um, I've been really focused on on peak and on just you know running that better. I've always I've always had my hand in a lot of things. There was a point in time where you know I was pretty much operating three different businesses. You know, peak, Waterpalooza, and then Perfect Fuel Meal Delivery Company. Um, trying to be the best husband I can, I could, father, and competing like. What was I thinking? You know, uh, I wouldn't say that I was burnt out. You know, I have a pretty high tolerance for, for stress and, and whatnot, but I felt like I wasn't really giving the attention to the things that mattered the most to me in my life, my faith, my, my, my marriage, my kids. Um, and then everything is everything, right? Like <laughs> you get what you put in, you yep. know, and, and they, they like those things weren't optimized. Let's be honest, like Wadapalooza probably reached some sort of plateau because, you know, I wasn't... 100% invested 100% of the time peak at the same time family as well so you know it's really been been a blessing to be able to just focus on one thing and and now say like okay well how can I take this endeavor which was my first love in theory right from a professional standpoint peak and set it up for success so that I can focus on other things and that's really just developing in people and i brought my brother on and he's full-time and we've leveled up things you know internally as a staff and then also as a facility and then just thinking about the future and then now it's like okay what else am i passionate about and you know i'm really passionate about this sport and this community and and there's i think there's tons of opportunity to help grow and develop the sport so there's ideas that i've had for quite some time that are brewing and and, and things are starting to take form and and then you know as we all know here and we can share that you know we've we've entered into an engagement in, in which we're exploring some opportunities and how we can work together and and continue to just you know push the ball forward and 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 make things better for this for this community from a from a sports standpoint we're so i'm proud, excited about that we're really proud of that um the trust and, and the the ability for us to to look out you know forward and, and work hard together to make sure that we keep doing great things for not just this but there's so much more we have athletes and other events that you know we are excited to have you a part of all of it really I, yeah man I, I know i speak for for all of us at loud and live when i say that cool thank you yeah. i mean at the end of the day right like any any endeavor is only going to be as successful as the people who are involved in it right you can have you know great vision and a lot of ambition but if you don't have the right people and um you know i think that that's what this is about right like we pressed a reset button last year, and, and now it's like, all right, let's let's see what's uh, what's there. Let's start let's start doing That's some it. things. So, well, and you're gonna um, you're gonna open again this. You know, people have already been opened, but you know, <clears throat> we're gonna have them drop that workout. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been discussed yet. Actually, by the time this gets published, it'll be, oh, right, it'll be a public right. knowledge. So the Pace Race. Oof. Pace Race Sounds 12. painful. It's a really cool thing. We worked very closely with Concept2 to develop a rowing program. I think it's the worst workout in the history of the world. I think it's awesome. World. It takes a 12-minute rowing workout. No, no, makes, I mean Oh, no, no, gross, it's going to be gross. gross. No, no, but gross. I think it's so cool how you can take something that's monotonous, a single modality, you know, just monostructural rowing for 12 minutes and make it fun. Yeah. And now you're racing against each other, but it's not just about you and the other people. It's you against the boat that's trying to chase yeah. you. And, uh, and that'll come out, and Guido's going to detail it post his opening ceremony you know it's funny as i've always uh asked myself and others this question is like in a workout or in a race when running do you do better when in the lead or coming from Chased. behind yeah what about you how do you do i do better well we had a race recently in a workout remember saturday on, okay. the, on the bridge remember like a month ago i think i do better when i'm behind because I caught, didn't I catch you on that? When was it? What are you talking remember about? we're running up the ramp in the back, the, the Saturday while we ran oh, up the bridge? Oh, that was a sprint. Oh, you mean a long race. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, oh, I didn't mean nah, a longer race. Yeah. No, the sprints are different. I mean, you can no, consider dude, that a race. More, you, yes, more, you beat me. Okay. It's, it's, I came off faster. No. You did. I, you did. I came off faster than you caught me. But no, no, you're right. I had short little legs. Honestly, coming from, coming from behind is... is for me, it's more comfortable than staying in the lead yeah. and feeling those footsteps behind you. What There's you? no bigger rubbernecker in the history of CrossFit than him. Really? Like, so er, no. he, this is this Fraser is does it well, too, no man. Fraser. He's not Fraser. He does, be. dude. He's yeah, no, worse than yeah. him. Fraser's Fraser's like the, the best at that. Fraser's the biggest. I would say it every time I was on well, the he mic. He doesn't have like quarter quarter collars. They um. Yeah, he, he. I love working out with Dylan, and it's just his eyes looking over. What about like, you, though? Do you prefer to be chased, or do I, you? I, um, well, and I played a lot of competitive golf, right? So I can relate even on that side. It's so much easier to put the ball in the hole when you're coming from behind than it is to be in front. And, mm. you know, I've done both, and it's like in front is like your world is ending. Who's going to eat Who's me gonna first? Catch you know, yeah. you know yeah. it's like in run, you can relate. Like running is the best um, analogy because how much – if from my perspective, like how much does it suck when you're out like and you just are pushing and you don't know if you're getting pushed or if you're like, you know, if they're dogging it. Yeah. You, like you don't know what's going on behind you like and you're just Worst. suffering. And it's by the way, it's also really good for, you know, overall for adversity is like le leading's hard. Yeah. You know, being on top, life on top is, is difficult, <laughs> right? You know, tell us. No, I, I'm just saying from a, from a, you know, like. Purely, I, I would there's, there's a little running. more pressure, I running, feel, for I mean, sure. And I mean, we, we all like to, running, I think but. underdog, you know, there's there's yeah. something to be said about that mentality and, like, coming from behind. Oh, yeah, you're not, you don't believe in me. I'm going to show you. Like, yep. I, I live my whole life that way. Um, I think, wow, this, this could be, you know, serendipitous. I've always liked coming from behind, I'm, and I'm speaking specifically in running. Um, just recently, you know, doing running workouts at the gym, I've actually enjoyed more the gaming of being in the lead. So I, I, I figure out my pace, and if my pace is you know good enough to be in the lead, then I can feel when others are trying to come, and I, I almost bait them. Come on. And then right as they get, like they, they're making that push to try to either tie or, or make the pass, I then take off. Yeah. And they're like, damn. They wasted all that energy to get to me and try to just maintain the pace that I have, and then I can go like, boom. So, who, so it's a little bit yeah, of a mind you game. You teach Sean Kelly that because he doesn't <laughs> have, know anything about pacing. Well, you first need to develop an engine. <laughs> <laughs> Step one. <laughs> Sean's a meathead, savage, you know, he's, he's big old piece dude. of sirloin. He's a we strong work, cat. We work out at the, the office at like 11 at night and we'll put, like, I'll always be, you know, I, I, I'll get alpha on what we're doing because I don't want to lift weights. I just want to get on machines and sweat and I'll be yeah. like, yeah, we're going to do bike, burpees, rowing, running, like ski erg. And I'll just watch Sean hit the bike and like go out hard, and I'm like, out. I already won this workout, <laughs> and it's 30 minutes long. You know, the bike is his jam. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with him anything under like two minutes. Yeah, yeah that's he'll, true. He'll kill that. But um, but yeah, when it comes to single with that, that it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. You know, just feeling like you're getting chased down by, you know, some some vehicle of transportation. <laughs> we should almost play like like a, I don't know there needs to be like really good like theatrics with the music as somebody gets like oh, caught from behind like, and like oh uh, got him yeah something he's out and like make them like fall off the rower or something I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, gonna be well, cool. we're, we're um, 
we couldn't be ex more excited that you're going to be around and you know we'll do some more fun stuff this weekend you're going to open and uh we'll throw you on the broadcast oh he's, do he's doing a seminar he's doing he's a little doing bit a of seminar it. i am yeah aren't you i didn't yeah. know that yeah you <laughs> no you do get out <laughs> of here script yeah cool no, but we're we're pumped and um we're grateful for you for what you've created what we get to do and uh for you being here and what's coming ahead we created it we created it. I was. I just. I played a role. But thank you. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for where we came from, where we are now, and what's to come. It's all great. Let's do it. We're gonna Beautiful weather. Sure. Believe me, it's gonna stay that way. And if it does rain, we know. We know how to handle that, right? We sure do. Contingency wads ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> I will remember this podcast forever for a lot of reasons, and the sunburn will also be. A yeah, part of it. <laughs> we feel it all week at least. <laughs> nah, I, no. Thanks for thanks for taking the time out. I really appreciate it. Let's do uh, it, man. I'm looking forward to uh, what's ahead. Started right. it. A lot of celebrating. Yes. He started it. Now he's got to stop it, too. I don't I don't know if that a new tradition. Yeah, no, this is, too. Yeah. What's the name of those uh, little pylons you got? Thethrowdowns.com. The Precision timing button. It's over. We finished it under the time cap, I That's hope. That's a wrap.